I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. So today we thought we'd have another little bit of a deep dive into some characters. And we thought we've done a lot of the, um, you know, the, the the main ones. And you can't really have a main cast without the king of hell himself, Crowley. And I will start off by saying my love for Mark Shepard is endless, mostly because whenever anybody asks him a single thing about what he would do differently with his character, his response is always, write your own fan fiction. And I just love that. <laughs> you, can, you can't argue with that. Jared and Jensen will sit there and fucking talk your ear off forever. And he's just like, Mm-mm, write your own motherfuckers. I'm not mm-hmm. here to be your creative outlet. And I enjoy that. But yeah, yeah. we thought we'd take a look at the, um, yeah, the king of hell himself, Crowley. And I will say, I have no notes. I am not prepared. But for a change, Sandra also has no notes. And she is also not prepared. So this should be an amazing episode. <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to be fun because I am internally panicking because I have nowhere to start with this. Normally you start at the beginning. That's right. so weird because Crowley showed up um, in season five. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I didn't look it up on the Wikipedia. Shut up. <laughs> I knew that. But he showed up in season five. When did he show up in? So he shows five? up when um, I think he has. They found out that he has the cult. Um, and they need to get the cult to try to kill Lucifer and Crowley makes a deal with them. He'll give them the cult to kill Lucifer because Lucifer doesn't really give a shit about demons anyway. Mm. And if he gets Lucifer off the board, he gets to be the king of hell, right? Because at that point he wasn't, he wasn't yet. So he was just the like big time crossroad demon. Um, yeah. So he wanted the he, he wanted, wanted the that. horseman's rings as well. I mm-hmm. think that's why he he agreed to trade with them because he wanted the rings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he just he just kind of popped up as just like a. I mean, he was a crossroads demon, wasn't he, to start with? Mm-hmm. And then he just he just pops up, and then you you know you do one episode with Mark Shepard, and you're like, well, all right, we'll have him back. He's you know yeah yeah. All right. Well, I didn't realize because I mean I'm not. I didn't know his history and stuff and I didn't know how much people, you know, have, I guess, like loved and appreciated like his characters that he's done on different shows. So immediately, you know, didn't like him, but he was a great bad guy. Like you just, Mm. he chews up scenery really well, you know, and he made his presence known. And even in that one episode, I think he's only in two scenes in that first episode where you see him which is already a gut-wrenching episode on so many levels you like i i always forget that that's when you first get introduced to him because that's the episode with ellen and joe dying um so yeah you first that's when you first meet him see how it's going to go between the brothers you get that immediate sense that he does not think much of them (laughs) And, yeah, you know, I think that's the first instance too, where like Sam, Sam literally tries to kill him, like shoot him with the Colt after he gets it in his hand. 
And, you know, of course, it, it doesn't, it's not filled it's with bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he, he's immediately like tongue ties Dean up. Um, and I, I liked that dynamic and then how he then plays against Cass um, in the early seasons. I think they bring him back again and again. And it's, it's great. I mean, I was so season five and he was with them till season 12. So that's like eight seasons. That's mm-hmm. right. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So um, that that's a whole entire show in and of itself sometimes. So the fact that he was in a show that went 15 and was there for almost half, over mm-hmm. half and made such a, just such a difference in how they power played each other. Like you could always rely on Crowley to be the one that's somehow involved in all of it. Even if it's not front and center, he's moving the pieces around. Mm. And I don't think they give him enough credit for being, um, like being as clever as he really is. And oh yeah, we've talked about this to Carly, how in later seasons, they kind of, I, I really blame it on the writers, how they will use a character simply for the plot and not take into account how they would react personally, mm. their traits and stuff. And though there was this unwitting, begrudging, okay, I think you guys are pretty good hunters and we can help each other. And there was this weird camaraderie, you know, who knows what was going on with Dean yeah. <laughs> when he was when he was a knight of hell. Um, but all of that kind of just crumpled away at the very last season. And when he sacrifices himself for the boys, it doesn't have any weight to it, which was kind of surprising to me. Like he's there and then he's not. And out of all the characters, um, there's just not a lot of mention of him after he's gone. And I remember that one, one episode um, all along the watchtower, we lost a lot of people or the possibility was that we had lost a lot of people like Cass died. Crowley mm. sacrificed himself and Mary went into um, apocalypse world with Lucifer. Um, mm-hmm. Two of them came back. Crowley never did. And I could mm. maybe mention he was mentioned a handful of times after that. And that was only when it usually related to Rowena um, yeah. being his mother and all that. I felt more with Rowena's sacrifice than I did with Crowley. And yes, it upsets me because Crowley was really a great character. I really would say up until maybe like season 10, you could rely on him to be entertaining, uh, muck up the works, always be about himself. And then I think it's too, when they just, when they delved into hell more and they showed him on the throne Maybe it was the demons too. Like they just didn't have a lot of weight to them. Sometimes it's show me less, make me yeah. imagine it more. Uh, I I gotta say I did like the the idea that he'd 
he'd kind of turned hell into a bureaucracy. Yeah. And I was, I was, I just kind of really liked that. And then mm-hmm. Rowena came and she wanted to make it more of like a, she, you could tell she was looking at like a monarchy. Like she kept yeah. referring to it as car and things, but he'd, he'd, he'd finely tuned this tedious bureaucracy, you know? And I think, but then he got bored with it himself. Like you could see the boredom on his face, oh, yeah. which is again, like, yeah. Was that related to, you know, when he, tapped into his humanity a little yeah. bit more and then but then like that was season eight into season nine and then you've got 10 and 11 and I wanted them to and I didn't appreciate it as much either was the dynamic between Rowena and um Crowley I really I appreciate those scenes more now when I go back and watch them I really take my time and look at how they fed off of each other and how much, you know, I think he did want his mom's love and Mm. appreciation and he didn't, he didn't show it uh, like say the way Dean or Sam would with Mary, but you could tell there were the little, the little dings or the little, the little things she would say that would kind of like chip away at him and kind of get under his skin, you know? Yeah. I, I see. I, I did quite like, the you know the kind of play between Crowley and Rowena because you could tell that maybe for, maybe from his end he there was that flicker of you know the little the little boy that wanted his mom mm-hmm. but all she wanted was the power mm-hmm. and all he wanted was the power over her mm-hmm. and I liked that kind of you know like that seesaw of, of them both trying to get the upper hand mm-hmm. I I don't know I I just really liked that and I think especially in the early seasons. Crowley was like he brought almost like an absurdness to mm-hmm. the show that maybe shouldn't have worked, but it really did. Because you mm-hmm. look back, and especially like season one, season two, and Dean even references it. You know, like demons is this is not our bag; this is too big for us. And they were like they were really scared of demons, and you know they mm-hmm. they like throw all the big heavy guns at them. And then you'd see them and like Crowley's in the car, mm-hmm. or that lovely scene where it's Cass Crowley and Dean. And they're sitting in a waiting room. I can't remember. Yeah. Something. yeah. But it, it's just so like an angel and a demon in the back seat. Sounds <laughs> like the start of a bad porno. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like they yeah. they spent those first few seasons hyping up how big and badass demons were and you didn't fuck with them. And, you know, you you just had to capture them and kill them. You didn't work with them. Mm-hmm. And then here comes here comes Mark and his lovely suit. Mm-hmm. Lovely suit. I had a, so much time for Mark Shepard. Um, you know, and he really turned that on its head in a way that I don't think any other major major demon player did. Ruby Ruby certainly didn't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lilith was just a big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Knights of Hell, again, they were they were just like straight villains to the point of boring. Mm-hmm. I think Crowley brought some nuance to it, and you yeah. could never. Like you say, he was only ever out for himself. At least, mm-hmm. at least in the start, mm-hmm. they, uh, the word neuter just keep coming to mind, and it might be something Mark said himself. They they neutered the fuck out of Crowley towards yeah. the end. Yeah. He was just the comic relief, and I was I was not here for it. But I think and you, you know, know what? There's a way to do comic relief well and still have him be menacing. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I don't know if Supernatural's ever been able to really get that. Gabriel. Right, you know it. It did. 
mm-hmm. it did with Gabriel. Gabriel was funny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like pure comic relief. And then he died. Mm-hmm. And when he came back in the later seasons and he's in the cell and his mouth is sewn up mm-hmm. and just the menace, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And then when he breaks free and like stretches his wings, oh, mm-hmm. shivers, shivers. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, he was, I don't know. I don't know. It, it You know, it could all have been around the, you know, the hanging out with Dean mm-hmm. and the, the humanity thing and all that. I deserve to be loved speech. What the, what yeah, the but they use that? that. So they do use that, I think, for a little while, but then they kind of let that go. So I guess maybe using Rowena as that part of his humanity, tugging at it too, but not really being overt about it, like bringing up the human part and, you know, what he went through as a child, feeling abandoned by his mom, you know, and then what that kind of led to on his path mm. of just like, you know, power, which, you know, I guess he, he did get from his mother. I, I I did like the way they kind of, um, peppered in little bits and pieces of like his mom before she showed up. And like you, you learned that there was some witchiness to her that he knew to use. And then here you go. Here's the, here's the, here's the one that is responsible for a lot of for a lot of that when it comes to to Crowley. I do like that because again, like you you hear stuff like or you read about stuff that, you know, um, like they they wanted to get rid of uh Crowley, maybe slash Mark for whatever reason. And but then seeing him come back to a con, which uh, again, like I think Ted just has a whole new appreciation for him having seen him speak uh, you know, work with the crowd, answer questions and how lovable he is as, um, as a person, which he's got an edge to him, right. But you can still tell he's a softy. And I think maybe that's what they, they pulled a little bit out of from, from Crowley, but yeah, he, Ted's just like, he loves Mark Shepard now. And I, I think I got a, I always liked the character of Crowley Mm. and I, I, I did feel I felt let down by that. I feel that he was the one character that really, I mean, I'm sure we could go through and say which ones really didn't deserve it or or weren't weren't given the, I guess, memorial that they should have gotten. I feel like Crowley's that one of those characters yeah. that they just don't bring him up enough because no matter what, he did help them out. Even if it was a, you want, you know, you wash my back, I'll wash yours. He still helped. Like he didn't have to in a lot of situations. There was always a motive, but he helped. Same thing like with Rowena. Rowena always had a motive behind what she did. She grew to appreciate the boys, I think, as they did her, but there was still always a motive. And same thing with the boys. Their motive was always, well, we've got to save the world. We've got to do this. I've got to save Dean. I've got to save Sam. You know, I've got to work with these people. So... It just wasn't, it just wasn't given. Okay, everyone. So we've had a little bit of a um, reshuffle of the causes that we like to promote in light of the upcoming holidays. Um, You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, any of the holidays that you might celebrate, we are inclusive. So 
Um, we're still promoting um, Ukraine relief. You know, of course, it's not getting the media attention it needs, but the Russian unlawful invasion of the Ukraine is still going on. So again, we'd like to draw your attention to World Central Kitchen, which exactly as it sounds, helps to feed people, not just in the Ukraine, but in conflict zones all across the world. We are also still drawing attention to Global Giving, the Ukraine Crisis Fund Relief, which of course is just sort of like a centralized donation place. And then they distribute the funds where they are needed the most. So if you can, please, there is no pressure, but if you can help out either of those causes, give a little bit to the people in Ukraine that are still massively affected. That would be awesome. Sandra, you got causes? Yeah, um, I just wanted to highlight a couple things and basically more, I guess, US-based related, but overall over the years, I've just kind of learned how important it is to keep learning and keep growing accepting yourself for who you are and reaching out for help when you need it. Uh, so I have a couple new ones uh, to talk about, but one of the main things is just supporting basic human rights um, with all the changes, government, voting, all the wonderful things that are happening here. I feel like learning more about what's happening in our country is important and finding ways that you can take action are equally important. So we've got uh, the American Civil Liberties Union that we'll have as a link. And then prioritizing your mental health, uh, just how important it is to reach out and know that there's support and education if you need it. Coping and, you know, getting over things just is not a, a viable option uh, and something you can continue to do. So um, I have the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is uh, NAMI, I think is how you pronounce it, NAMI.org. Um, and mm -hmm. then... For those of us who have who are basically across the board, but adult survivors of uh, child sexual abuse is one of the things I've kind of been wanting to highlight more that there are resources, um, ways you can move past it on the site for rain.org, which is rape, abuse, and incest national network. No matter what, the abuse was not your fault. It's never too late to start healing from this experience. So thrive, not just survive after abuse. So those are mine. Yeah. And of course they will be centralized to the U S because obviously that's where Sandra's based, but I do know, I believe it is star in the UK, um, surviving after rape and trauma that does very similar work. But I know if you reach out to, um, rain, they can direct you into the right place for your location. Um, again, hammering home it's the holidays coming up guys and not just for lgbtq plus people and youths the holidays can be hard for everybody we know that that's why we're putting these mental health networks out there don't suffer in silence reach out to people if you need help but especially for my lgbtq plus people out there holidays Sometimes you have to put yourself black, back in the closet, even if you're living out and free. You know, sometimes you have bigots in your family, people that don't support you. It's fucking hard. And it's very easy to say surround yourself with positivity, but not everybody has access to that. So if you're based in the UK, again, I want to signpost you to Switchboard LGBT, which is a sort of talking service that will put you in touch with people who will help you, will talk to you, you know, just somewhere that's safe and supportive. 
And the US equivalent of that is the Trevor Project. Again, reach out. They will put you in touch with people to talk to. If you're not safe at home, you will find support in these places. And the Trevor Project has resources for international LGBTQ plus youths um, because we know it's different everywhere in terms of what laws govern and you know what kind of public atmosphere there is towards our community so those are the causes that we're promoting and we just want to say you know happy holidays may you be with good people may you have good food may you have good times but be safe take care of yourself you need these help yep take care of yourself if you need this help please please reach out and access it and if you can support any of these charities if you're in that position please think about doing so because everybody needs somebody back to the episode i also find it so interesting when you look back on all these characters and realize how many never interacted with other characters like he never interacted with jack you know Mm -hmm. like because he wasn't around like what would that have been like um those kinds of what ifs uh in situations and i thought he had a really good uh (laughs) crowley and um bobby i thought were very very good together when they were on screen together um i I liked them a lot together but yeah i Mm. i missed him i think I, i i think i realized and again he didn't need to be in every episode but when he i feel like having him come in just Every once in a while, was like, okay, I, I, I want, I want to see this character. I haven't seen him in a bit. Because um, mm. he was like fourth. He ended up being like fourth in in billing after you know, right? It was like yeah, Jared, Jared Jensen, Jensen, Misha, and Mark. Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for him to not get that, like I said, I'm I'm glad he's come back to some conventions uh, because I feel like he deserves a little bit of that. You know, oh, you were you know, you were appreciated and everybody really like, Mm. really did like him as a character. I wish he would come back, like not just when Jared doesn't show up, but just come back. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah. 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 No, I still, uh, I agree with you that he didn't, he didn't need to be like, Obviously, there were a lot of plot lines focused around him, but he didn't need to be front and center every time. It was just enough to know mm-hmm. that he was involved. And he yeah. was one of the very few people, I would argue, again, I think it was Dean, Dean Man fucked everything up for Crowley. Crowley was going great <laughs> until then. But up until that point, you could never... He showed himself time and time again to not be trustworthy, and he mm-hmm. stuck to that. Mm-hmm. Like most people who get pulled into the Winchester's orbit, even if they start out as, um, you know, enemies like Rowena, mm-hmm. eventually they kind of just, just fall in with the Winchesters and they, you know, they become, even if they fuck everyone else over, they'll just stay loyal to the Winchesters. And Crowley never did. Crowley was mm-hmm. in it for himself mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. And he'd be going, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, no. And in the background, he's still like five of the schemes going on and, well, if yours works out for you, that's great, but you're not his priority. Yeah. yeah. And I always, I really like that, you know, like the staying true to the character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again. And it was just so fucking great until Demon. Demon fucked it up for Crowley. Yeah. And oh, I think Crowley. that season, season 12 was just like, that's the British Men of Letters and um, 
Mm-hmm. Mary, right? Yeah, Mary and all that. So there, there was a lot going on in that season. And I just think they didn't, they finally were just like, well, we don't know what else to do with him. So they just brought him in towards the end. I'm sure he had, oh, he did. So he was working with the British men of letters, but like you didn't really, you just got little bits and pieces of it. Um, and then knowing that he was, I mean, it's kind of, it's it's shitty, but it's still Crowley that, you know, he he gave, I think, um, the British men of letters, he gave them a, a hellhound, right? Because that was what killed mm. Eileen and they would yeah. have gotten a hold of that without Crowley. So he was working with them in some way, I guess, just kind of like, just do your thing and then just leave me be, uh, again, protecting his own his own ass first, um, mm-hmm. which, which again, makes sense, but kind of like, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing with yeah. him? You're not utilizing him the right, in the best way. So too many pieces, I guess. And, mm. and you I, know what though? Props to Mark, because mm-hmm. it takes, it does take guts to walk away from a steady job. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. was like, nope. Yeah. Although is it fine. Is the, did he walk or did CW go, nah? I think he might have walked. From what I've read before, um, do you mean just working with CW in general or just No, for for Supernatural. I from what I've read, it was a it was a writer's choice. I don't think it was something that maybe Mark would have necessarily been on board with, but I think he was also tired. I think it was mutually like, okay, fine, if you don't know what to do with yeah. this character. So I mean, even though he was let go. Um, I know he was he was pissed off with mm-hmm. with what they'd done to Crowley yeah. by the end though he yeah. was like I was this big bad and mm-hmm. now I'm just the comic relief and he was yeah. not, not yeah. here for all but I just yeah you know instead of instead of going to the writers and you know begging for his character he was like fucking all right then mm-hmm. you know and I, I I respect that yeah. I do yeah I do respect that and he's done great he's on Doom Patrol now he's doing other stuff he's doing great for himself. He was on so, um, a few episodes of Walker Independence, and it was so nice to see him back. Uh, you know, and knowing that he's working with, you know, Jared again as executive producer on a show, it's hmm. just nice. It's nice to see. I don't know if we'll see him again. I hope so, because the way they they did something with his storyline, and I'm like, ah, shit. I'm like, well, Aww. okay because he was like one of the reasons i i was so into like oh good i'll get to see him again you know and i i do i've watched uh i watched a firefly recently with ted and a really older show from like 2003 i can't yeah. remember and seeing him and seeing him so young i was like oh my gosh um i had the same thing i haven't watched it but my husband was doing a rewatch of 24 uh-huh. and i was like that's baby misha yeah it's like baby Misha. he's got long hair and he's got that like i mean i don't even think it's fake but like the the eastern european accent and stuff and i was like it's baby misha <laughs> super cute but yeah, yeah we, no he's yeah. doing good yeah so i think all in all um you know it, it would have been great to have him go out a different way i think we could say that about a lot of characters yeah on supernatural but for what he gave the show at his prime Crowley peak, I think was pretty, pretty great. He was, he was a great part of a, a combination of cast that I think, again, we keep saying 
you know, you can't really see anybody else playing Crowley. Yeah. Um, so yay, Mark. Awesome and job. And also, also, I don't know if it was the writers, I don't know if it was Mark, but we have Crowley and Mark to thank for the squirrel and moose, mm-hmm. which yeah. is still prevalent to this day, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it is. go Mark, go Crowley. I just, there's so many great moments that you can you can pinpoint from Crowley's Crowley's stories, you know, mm-hmm. the thing with Lucifer, and then Lucifer breaks out of the vessel, then he makes Crowley's dog, which mm-hmm. is great. I love the deal things. that he made with Bobby. Um, you know, oh, with the that, kiss as well. Yeah, that was that was great, and I also like that his there was this underlying thing about his sexuality too, where it's like, you know, he, he just, he just enjoyed whatever. And there was no, like, mm. there was no pomp or circumstance about it. Uh, rewatching, I think it was season 12, the fact that he inhabited a female vessel for a short period of time. Yeah. And basically and they, like, he made, made the neighbors fuck. Yeah. They, they, they went to town and then, you know, it's like, okay. And he was like, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to use what I use, what I've got and enjoy myself. And that was, yeah. I, I liked that about him. It just was kind of like understated, but but there uh, kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, of course, we do have the scene with Demon where he's like, in my room, come on now, guy, please do not do this. And Dean's just like, yeah, it sucks to suck, doesn't it? And again, that played into that. There was the whole like, did they, didn't they? Yeah. You know, is, yeah. is he jealous kind of thing, which I, I really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked the whole um plot line with Kevin mm-hmm. and especially Kevin's mom mm-hmm. with the the tablet and stuff like he was just in so many great great plot lines. Yeah. And he was never you know he was never the the main the main guy. Yeah. You know, he was like Bobby. Like yeah, he was a he was a, a main figure, a main character. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of things was central to him. He mm-hmm. was just involved in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Because I mean Bobby was firmly like team Winchester, team, team good, team free will, blah blah yeah. blah. Whereas Crowley was again, it was just like, I got a lot of shit going on. If your thing works out for you, great, but I'm not going to prioritize it. I've right. like five other was, things going on back here. Yeah. What happens? He was never really like the big bad. He was always just that problem, that instigator, that trying to get in the middle of things. Like maybe Big Bad, maybe season eight when they were like trying to turn him back into a human at the very end. But mm. still, I, I I mean, that was that was a great last end of season episode sacrifice. And then I really liked his monologue, like when Dean was had been killed by um by the blade and then was like he went into his room and you know was saying you know let's go howl at the moon that was that was a great mm. that was it, so he's got a lot of great moments that yeah I'll just always kind of like just pop into my head that yeah, yeah. again like I say it's not like like obviously Supernatural wouldn't have happened without Jared and Jensen without Sam and Dean and I think if there hadn't have been a Crowley there maybe mm-hmm. would have been another person or another couple of people to fill that need mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been supernatural without Mark as Crowley it wouldn't have been as good mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I mean apart from the the parade of of women who don't know how to wear bras 
<laughs> that went through all of the like Monster of the Week episodes. There's not a bad casting choice. And they weren't bad casting choices. It was just bad costume design. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why none of those women wore bras. Why did nobody... <laughs> do y'all not have bras over there? What is happening? Um, they just... Yeah, I, lo- I loved him teaming up with Castiel for Purgatory. Mm-hmm. I love, love, loved all of the things he did with Mark P as Lucifer. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could really really feel that you don't care about hell you don't care about demons we hate mm-hmm. you i mm-hmm. i really love that like little rivalry that they had same with abaddon as well when she came into it and they were fighting over who was going to be and it was ridiculous as well it was like a fucking like a high school vote you mm-hmm. know trying to like mm-hmm. rally demons to their side yeah and just he was just fabulous yeah absolutely fabulous we are big fans of Crowley. Big fans. 100%. Yes. And I don't think... And again, Mark is awesome. Come back to Mark Ons, Mark. Mm. Keep being sassy with the fans. Because <laughs> I love... I just... I really like it. Anytime anyone asks him a question about what would Crowley have done about this or what if this? And he's mm. oh, write your own fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Love it. The sass. The sass. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. The sass. But he's also talked about how... Um, I think he's I think recently because he was doing a a panel with Ruth and he said this before actually I think at the DC con that Ted and I were at but that you know fanatics been turned into such a a negative word but he's like you know it's important to really love and appreciate something and be a fan of something you know if you don't have that he's like he's like I'm a fan of of people he's like I go He's like, I fan fan out over certain people that I get to meet and stuff. He's like, you, you know, that's it's a part of being part of being human. You know, you just you mm-hmm. just appreciate and and really like something. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, so he's, I don't know, maybe he's gotten a little softer too, like, you know, being a dad and 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 all that, uh, all that good stuff too. So he's got a little daughter that might be like, I don't know, she like, how old is she now? I don't know, she might be like she was a baby at one of the conventions. I remember he was like he's, prancing her she's around. Little. Yeah. yeah. He has he has two older kids though. Okay. Well, maybe that that's, helped. Well, you know, yeah, like that's being, not being his a dad only, again. Yeah. You that's know. not his only. He was married to his first wife. They got married in 2004. They have two sons. Mm-hmm. They divorced in 2014. Okay. And then his daughter was born in 2016. Oh, on the 1st of March as well. Okay. Which birthday is it? That's jensen's birthday isn't it i think so yeah march 1st yeah 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 i get confused because daniel's is the day before mine and like one of jared's kids is the same as mine Mm. um and then like jensen's twins are the same as my eldest son (laughs) and sam's birthday is a few days before my youngest son's birthday (laughs) there are so many birthdays the only birthday like in there that doesn't link up is like Dean's birthday mm. you know and J- Jared's birthday doesn't link up with anything either but mm-hmm. like yeah I think I do think that that's the same as March the 1st that's Jensen's birthday oh that's cute that's <laughs> cute I like that it's nice though because Jensen always posts like a happy birthday thing and I'm like for a brief second I'm like oh you're wishing my son happy birthday you're not <laughs> you're wishing your son and his sister happy birthday but fuck you it's my son's birthday too <laughs> So yeah, I maybe maybe having maybe having a little a little girl as well, not too mm. much to be sexist. 
Mm-hmm. But maybe that's that's mellowed him out a little bit. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we are all big Mark fans here. So I think that's kind of gonna gonna wrap us up for this episode. If you've got thoughts about Mark or Crowley, let us know. Send us an email. Sandra, where can they email us? So they can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we're idling in the letter D Impala. And I believe, Carly, we've got a link tree now for a majority of our socials that we'll be able to post in the description. Correct? Are we doing that? Do we do? Yep. Okay. So I don't even have to like go through all of my stuff anymore. Should I just because? (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can, if you want to, there will be a link in the description though, that will have our AO3 profiles, Sandra's, um, all my stuff. All all, all Sandra's big old mess of things. (laughs) It'll, it'll all be in there. So, I mean, it will certainly shorten the outro if we just go check the description, (laughs) links in the description, but yeah. Email us or tweet us. Let us know what you think about Crowley, what you think about Mark. If there's any particular characters you want to hear us have a look at, if you suggest them to us, we promise we will do research. I will do research. I or, we, or, or we'll say we did research. No, 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 no. If, if somebody reaches out and is like, I would really like you guys to cover insert this character here, I will research okay. the fuck out of that. I will come in with notes. Oh, uh, well. Okay. Everything. Somebody better call Carly out on that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Challenge me, people. Challenge me. I have nothing to do with my days anymore. Send me, send me work. But yeah. Uh, so, um, Sandra, have a we're book so, out we're, as well. I do. No, I have not. a book coming out. We're not. We're not. Stop <laughs> trying to avoid things, Sandra. Stop trying to avoid things. So, reach out to us, idlingtheimpala at gmail.com. Tweet us, idling in the letter D, Impala. Links in the description for our socials and AO3 and da 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 da. Sandra has a new book coming out. Tell them about your book, Sandra. Uh, so it's Cowboy Cantor. It's a contemporary Western romance. Uh, it's based in Virginia. Uh, basically like sort of, I guess, kind of enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, uh, all that good stuff inspired by um my thoughts about Dean as a cowboy and Jensen as a cowboy. And uh, this is what I've come up with. It's, it's fun. It's uh, has a little bit of a mystery to it as well. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's, it's coming out uh, December 20th. I am currently narrating. I've gotten chapter one narrated and done. And now I just have to start to, get my pre-orders information on my website and yeah, I'll be able to um, hopefully share that definitely before you hear this, it'll be out and about in terms of pre-order and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's going. I hope that if you are a listener or a reader of any of my work uh, in terms of fan fiction, check out my original fiction because this is number nine. I checked. This is my ninth uh, original fiction release. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I was counting the ones I'd bought, and I was like, I only bought seven. What have I missed? And then you released that other one under a different fucking name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just, I think you specifically did that to annoy me. No, I didn't. Probably has a system. 
fuck that bitch. No, there was there was reasoning behind it, but it's not reasoning that you would you would like. So <laughs> there was reasoning behind it. So I don't know reasoning behind it. But anyway, it if you aren't sure about what my other pen name is, which is SK Andal, you can find it on my website. So uh, all that information is tied together on my website at sandrakyle.com. So if you'd like to pick it, pick up a book, pre-order Cowboy Cancer, and then let me know what you think um, of my characters and what they should yeah. or shouldn't be doing with their time. <laughs> Whatever you've got them doing, I'm sure it's the best thing they could be doing with their time. So all the information will be out by the time this episode comes out anyway. But as soon as um, the ducks are in a row for links and things, obviously we'll tweet them out. We'll bomb them in the descriptions. Da, da, da. But in the meantime, while we're waiting, check out Sandra's website. She's written other stuff. It's awesome. Go check it out. <laughs> yes. So, and on that note, shameless plugs. Do we have anything else to plug? We're such fucking professionals, guys. We've been doing this for nearly a year. We need a list of things we need to cover in the outro. We have Sandra it. We just that. don't look at it. Sandra will love that. She loves the list. Um, we have a Kofi now. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to be a little bit generous and give a little back for all the hard work that Sandra puts into the podcast, it's all Sandra. I'm just here to be mildly funny sometimes. Sandra does everything else. <laughs> You're always funny. You're not mildly funny. I'm, 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 I'm funny and I'm another voice, but Sandra does the majority of the heavy lifting. lifting I'm so, eye rolling right now, even though you can't <laughs> see it. Can I roll? It's fine. So yeah, we have a Kofi. Link for that will be in the description as well. Um, by the time this goes out, we'll probably have merch as well. Mm-hmm. How exciting! Links yeah. in the description. Yeah. Basically, our outro should be just like read the description. Yeah, that's all in there. We'll get there. We'll get there. That'll be where it's, where it's at. We're so gonna, we're gonna make a new list. Listeners, new list. listeners get to listen to our process. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I'll be honest. We don't hide much from you guys. What gets edited out is when we go off tangent. We don't. Like, we don't edit out all the fucking about that stays in the episode while we flail around <laughs> trying to be professional. So with that, yeah, links in the description. <laughs> Let us know if you have any thoughts about Crowley or Mark or any other characters you want us to take a look at, have a think and a chat about. But I think it's time to say thank you for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>